Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. He is in the state of Pennsylvania. I am in the state of South Dakota for now, but within a few days, we'll both be in the same state. And I'm thinking our Friday episode, we're actually going to be doing in person. So we have that to look forward to. Now, I'm a bit of under the weather still. This is like my second day with this stupid cold that's been going around here in South Dakota. Um, just like everybody I know has come down with this thing. And finally, I've got it too. I was hoping I could avoid it and evade it. And that apparently is not an option. So... So yes, if the tone of my voice is less enthusiastic than normal, it's not because I am less enthusiastic. It's just because I'm tired and these stupid bacteria in my system are uh, really doing a number on me. So Jacob is going to be uh, graciously taking over most of the current events today, and I'm so thankful for that because my throat probably couldn't hold out for the entire episode if we were doing what we normally did. So that will be nice. So thank you, Jacob. Really appreciate it. So our show website is trdshow.net. Don't forget to check that out. We've got all sorts of things there, including a list of links to all of the many platforms we are located on. So you can like our Facebook page and Instagram page. Or if you want uncensored content, you can follow us on Gab and Getter. Also, follow us on Rumble for, again, uncensored content. Or follow us on YouTube for censored content they've taken down three of our videos given us multiple strikes and guidelines and so obviously we're not going to send everybody to youtube if we can avoid it gab tv rumble they're both free services and we highly recommend signing up for them in addition to following us on our gab and getter pages also you can send us an email we've gotten a few of those in recent weeks and we really appreciate the uh, words of encouragement we've gotten from our audience recently it's it's just been so nice to hear that there's so many other christians out there uh, like-minded Christians who are um, picking up their crosses, are getting to work, and are beginning to take part in the fight, the worldview culture war that is happening today. But uh, if you'd like to send some comments or uh, words of encouragement or questions our way, we are very much looking forward to getting those from you. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on what we discuss here on the show. Today is Current Events Monday, and so what that means is we are breaking down what happened in current events this past week from a biblical perspective, and there's a lot to talk about, including uh, multiple ways that the Supreme Court has now decided it wants to control every aspect of your life and uh, has forgotten its place in the American culture. Uh, in addition to the New Zealand government thinking uh, it can do the same, and America's not far behind what's going on there. Now, on our Wednesday episode, we're going to be discussing this a lot more when we talk about jurisdictional uh, spheres of authority in Gary DeMar's book, um, Restoring the Foundation of Civilization. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Something you want to add really quickly, Jake? I think uh, our two current events topics can really be summed up in the idea of that Christians should care about what the um, Supreme Court, not only in our, our state is deciding, but in other countries, 
Uh, I said state. Mm. I meant country. But um, but because, you know, the whole all the stuff that's happening in other countries could most likely come over here and happen here. And it's it's not yeah. a far stretch because uh, yep. it has happened like that before. But yep. just we are not isolated, especially when we turn our back on God. We are right. definitely not isolated. So before we get into all of that really exciting content and start breaking that down for you, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is is Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 13. And it says, thus you, and talking about Jerusalem, you were uh, adorned with gold and silver and your clothes, uh, clothing was of fine linen and silk and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour and honey and oil. You grew exceedingly beautiful and advanced to royalty. And again, that's Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 13. So this is talking about how God blessed the nation of Israel. And specifically in this chapter of Ezekiel 16, talking about how God blessed Jerusalem. And what's fascinating about this is it actually is going to play really well into our conversation on Friday, our discussion topic where we discuss um, basically, and we're still trying to figure out exactly how to phrase this, but the principle is that we do not, and God does not despise this physical world and the things in this physical world that God gives us to pass on to future generations, things that are beautiful, things that are long lasting are blessings from God and we should treasure them and we should look to be passing beautiful things on to the next generation here on earth and we should treasure that knowing that the world is not going to end tomorrow or burst into flames you know magically um things are long lasting and god created them that way and what's fascinating is that that is not just a uh random idea or an arbitrary thought and principle that oh it's just all right so we have beautiful things here on earth that's uh that's a nice sentiment um, but doesn't that seem a little worldly, Bruce, to say that God wants us to have nice things here on earth? Because after all, uh, isn't it harder or easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? And I say to that, he was talking to a very specific rich man and also talking to a set of people whose motivations are not aligned with scripture, whose motivation is to accumulate wealth and riches for themselves, not to the glory of God. So what we see in Ezekiel 16, verse 14, is that the uh, last part in Matthew chapter 13, our verse of the show is Matthew Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. That's what I meant to say was chapter 5. Where we're meant to be salt and, that second part is light. Ezekiel 14 here, uh, Ezekiel 16, verse 14 says, And your renown went forth among the nations because of your beauty, for it was perfect through the splendor that I had bestowed on you, declares the Lord God. So what we see here is that the reason God gave these people this wealth, the reason he gives us wealth, the reason he does these things, one of those reasons is so that the people around us will turn their heads and do a double take and say, wow, look at how blessed they are. What God did they worship? We want to worship that God, as did King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel's day and many other kings who realized, oh, maybe we should stop worshiping idols and start worshiping the one true God. Um, 
And God uses physical wealth to do that and to turn people and to turn people's heads uh, and lives toward him. So there's a lot more that can be said about that verse. And we're going to be talking a lot more, I'm sure, about it on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, but for now, I'll just leave you with those thoughts. And I'm going to pass it on over to Jake to kick us off for our current events episode. Yeah. And so, you know, before before Bruce went into the verse, we were talking about the Supreme Court. And starting this out, I have I have one article that I'm going to go over, but there are multiple articles that should be in the description that talk more about this. I will briefly discuss parts of those articles. Um, just look over all those articles because they really pertain to the this whole discussion. But um, the this one article, the headline is Supreme Court hears case of web designer who doesn't want to work on same sex weddings. Um, and really in in this the the facts around this case are Colorado along with 28 other states have anti-discrimination laws and and these laws prevent people from refusing service to anyone based on race, religion, sexual orientation or gender. Uh and so really no business can really start up if they're trying to automatically say well we don't want we don't believe sodomy is okay so therefore we don't want to uh work for someone who is a sodomite now Lori Smith is a well well web designer who wants to use her skills to design wedding websites uh for those who don't know what wedding websites are, they're basically like an online information sheet about a wedding with like certain bits of information, the when the wedding's going to happen, stuff like that. But um, but she has religious convictions, like most Christians, uh, that prevent her from giving her services out to LGBTQ couples. Again, she's doing stuff for weddings, so... There are those people out there, and especially with this new um, Respect for Marriage Act, <laughs> uh, I think among among better conservatives, stronger conservatives, they're calling it the Disrespect for Marriage Act. Um, yeah. But, but and Bruce and I have talked about that before, have gone over that before in earlier episodes. Uh, if you haven't seen that episode, go check that out. But... Um, but to prevent a situation, and, and this is done a lot in uh, different court cases where in order to prevent a situation in which a customer customer would sue uh, this business owner, they would take the fight directly to this law and actually um, sue the law and er, sue, sue the, um, the state for, for that law and try and fight that law. Uh, and this was something that's, if people don't know and haven't been listening to our show for a while now, uh, I'm very interested in court cases. So this one is very interesting to bring up. Uh, but another case that was brought up along with them is um, a case called Lemon v. Kurtzman, which sort of set this 
this type of precedent of the establishment clause. Mm. Um, now it had to do with the establishment clause, but it also what is has the establishment this... clause. So the establishment <laughs> the establishment clause is another is a clause within the First Amendment. Now the First Amendment has three different clauses in it: the um, the establishment clause, the free exercise clause, and the freedom of speech clause. Um, and the establishment clause is basically talking about how the government uh, will not establish a religion. Mm-hmm. The but the freedom of speech. Sorry, not the freedom of speech. The freedom of uh, free exercise clause. There we go. The free exercise clause is kind of what is connected with that, and also saying that any the the government cannot interfere in the exercise of a religion. Um, so when this person is saying that she it is her religious conviction and religious belief to not uh, provide these services to these people, that is her rel- religious conviction, and she has the free. And with that, the free exercise clause to where she can exercise her religion in that. Um, And the government shouldn't be able to contend with that. Um, But, you know, several of the liberal justices that are on the Supreme Court, multiple questions to say about, uh, about this person's case. But I wanted to bring up one specific one that the article states. And that is from Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. Um, mm-hmm. There is another. There is another one later on, and this is a different article that I was just looking up. But that is the um, that is the one from Kentanji Brown Jackson. Uh, she has a very. Neither of these argument. are great people. No, again, like I said, these are the liberal uh, justices, but. Um, but this one by Sotomayor, uh, the article says, Sotomayor asked a question that reoccurred several times. And it puts into quotes, so this is the question. How about people who don't believe in interracial marriage? Uh, she, she wanted to know. For example, there could be a business owner who says, I'm not going to serve those people because I don't believe black people and white people should get married. Would this be permissible? End quote. And the question is, I, I think what really should be stated here is the question is based on religious conviction. And in the, I'm sort of giving it, getting into a con, uh, topic that could be controversial, but when we're talking about biblical justice and biblical, um, a biblical civil government, really these things are should be coming up to where we talk about what what does this look like? Are would there be anti discrimination laws in a Christian society? Um, but again, this this question that uh, Sotomayor asked is based on religious conviction. I think the whole premise is religious conviction. One business owner says they will not serve blacks, will not serve another religion, uh, and those claims can be backed up by religious standing then I think the government doesn't have a right in that area. I think that in a biblical society, the government shouldn't get involved in that business. And and really, again, that's controversial to say, but 
here, here is why I, I think this. Um, again, this claim that I made earlier would seem racist in our current culture, but I think if a business owner does these sorts of things by refusing black people or, or any of, or does any of these other things that our current culture deems wrong, uh, then you would think about this, that the people in the community around that business owner would be like, we don't like him. Mm-hmm. Or, or sure, there are going to be those people who would support his idea. But, come on, let's be honest. The majority of our current society would would shun this sort of behavior. Yeah, rightly so. Yep. Right, exactly. I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying that it's a good thing yeah. for this to be happening. But this owner, realistically, this owner would lose his business because of these people boycotting him. And really, this system will allow for businesses to have freedom. They will have the freedom to choose what they want to do uh, in order to, and really it should be based on hospitality, especially if it's within the arts. Um, Something like this, you're creating a website for somebody that's an art. That's an art form. And so really within those arts, you are touching on hospitality. And you're trying to, you're basically serving the other person, trying to uh, create this uh, thing for this other person and really like trying to fit their exact needs. Um, So I guess it's a very small aspect of hospitality. It's not what you would typically think of as hospitality, but, but, but also in, in a really complete Christian society, the church would be talking, either talking to the owner and saying, hey, this is, this is not a good thing that you're doing this. Uh, I think we think that you should change your whole business strategy there and not allowing those people to come in. Or the, the church would be talking to the, to the people. If, if that owner isn't in that church congregation, then the church congregation would probably be talking to its, talking to its congregation saying, hey, don't go to this place. It's probably not a good idea. They're not believing in good biblical, a good biblical society. Um, so again, like I think these things in God's culture, in what God has set up, it's very like there are a lot of checks and balances, and we don't need the civil government to put in all these different laws just to do something that could be easily fixed on a lower level. Um, And really, uh, it goes back to the quote that the Constitution will not work without a just and religious people. You need a a just and religious people. Moral, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, what was it, The, the actual quote, is religious are you saying moral and religious yeah moral and religious people yeah okay um but yeah because gary demar has that in chapter two of this book so we're actually going to bring that up on wednesday yeah yeah it's a really great quote because it's really saying you need to make sure 
and you know Gary Demar brings up in the book that all of the society it has to start with the individual and really yeah. that's that's what that whole quote is saying that you need to have a religious people a religious um society starting with the individuals right and really where does that come from who yeah well who, sorry go go ahead and finish your thought who are we saying this is the problem really is because we've said a lot like all these different things that the that the government is doing that are wrong and really where is the actual problem because we as Bruce and I have said also before is the civil government is just a symptom of the actual problem the actual <clears throat> the actual problem is that the church is not doing its job in teaching the congregations teaching the people uh so really that's that's where all of this conversation leads um well and i think too a huge part of that whoever it was whether it was katanji brown or uh, sotomayor whichever of them made that ridiculous foolish statement trying to equate uh uh, interracial marriage with uh what is a complete perversion of marriage these people pretending to be married um a, a man with a man and a woman with a woman that perversion despicable perversion that god just god calls an right. abomination the just the the fact the fact that she would conflate those two and there was not an uproar from the people saying how dare you how dare you compare those two how dare you call a, what's a perversion of marriage how dare you call that good and compare it to yeah. a perfectly acceptable marriage, interracial marriage. Yeah. Just the fact that we have descended so far as a nation of people that we've allowed foolishness like that from top people and top authority in our nation to spew forth shows how lost we are. Um, but it also, just the fact that she can make that comparison, that comparison would never be made in a real Christian nation. That kind of perversion would never be equated with an actual marriage in a real Christian nation. But just like Jacob was saying, unless the people are restrained by the Holy Spirit, and unless the people are brought out of their folly by the word of God, then they're just going to stand for that. They're just going to take it. They're just going to be like, yeah, whatevs. Yeah, you can conflate a perfectly fine marriage with a despicable perversion of marriage. And we don't really care. So. Uh, when, when you look through Habakkuk chapter 16, no Habakkuk, sorry, Ezekiel chapter 16. There we go. I was looking at a different verse, but um, uh, you look at Ezekiel chapter 16 and you, you, if you continue to read down um, past verse 15 and on, you can really see like the perversion of that nation of, of Jerusalem because that that verse is talking specifically about Jerusalem and and you when I was reading it, all I could think of is how similarly this seems like to where we are in our current culture in America that everything that is said that God says about Jerusalem and 
God is condemning them for the things that they're doing. Um, really, that's the same for our current uh, American society. And it's it's scary to think that we're in the exact time as we're in the exact same position that this that um, Jerusalem was in Ezekiel 16 mm-hmm. and how much God was just angered at them. And so it's but it, it talks about the, the perversion of of marriage um, and really like you look at this disrespect for marriage act and it's really crazy because they're trying to use this as a means to stop us from talking about uh, what a right, mar- right way of marriage is. Because if you look at this, this whole case, it could be argued right now. It could be argued that, well, the, the LGBTQ marriage is not a right marriage, is not a legal marriage, technically. But the, the Disrespect for Marriage Act is, go, is going through. Um, it either has gone through or it's in the process of going through to where it looks like it's most definitely going through. Yeah, I think it's point. now on fake President Biden's be- desk and uh, oh, okay. him or his puppeteers have to sign off on it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be put in, but in that'll destroy this entire case because now to say that that is a legal marriage is, it, it, again, it's just going to destroy this entire case. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, the crazy thing here is just how involved the justice system is now in American culture. How involved they are on so many levels and the power that they have to shut down businesses, to shut down law-abiding citizens when they disagree with small parts of what they're doing. The creepy thing is that we see in other cultures where this could go. Um, so one headline is, uh, actually talking about New Zealand and the headline is New Zealand government seeks guardianship of baby after parents refuse vaxxed blood transfusion. So a quote from the article, um, this crazy, crazy story, but, uh, the article says the New Zealand government is demanding temporary guardianship of the four month old so they can authorize the use of vaccinated blood for the boy who needs heart surgery. This is despite the fact that the boy's parents have found unvaccinated people willing to donate blood to their child, uh, end quote. So literally, the state, the civil government of New Zealand, is now taking control of the family unit and saying, nope, your child now belongs to us. We are going to shoot it up with uh, vaccinated blood, even though you don't want that to be done because of all of the disastrous things that could occur because of that. Um, and then these same articles, by the way, most of these articles from in the description are propaganda pieces. Um, they are from uh, left-wing uh, communist sources and uh, go on rants about how safe and secure uh, this uh, jab is, which is complete and utter uh, it's a complete and utter lie because we know that over 62% of all COVID deaths in America and across the world today 
are from people who are double jabbed. 62%. Not to mention the massive amounts of young people who are getting myocarditis, massive amounts of blood clots, and so many other issues. This vaccine, this jab, is not something anyone yeah. should be taking. And certainly not for a four-month-old child yeah. to have to face the effects of that. Um, another article headline says, New Zealand court uh, strips anti-vaccine parents of medical custody of ill baby. A quote from that article says, The German Working Group for COVID vaccinated, uh, Vaccine Analysis, GWG, comprised of more than 60 scientists from around the world reported earlier this year that vaccinated individuals have consistently altered blood that contains novel structures like rectangular crystals and spirals. These kinds of structures have been reported, uh, have never been found in human blood before GWG wrote in its report. So you want to tell me that that's benign, that that's just normal. And mm. I will call you a liar and we'll steer very clear of you. Um, finally, um, parents who refused vaccinated blood transfusions speak out after court places baby in care. Uh, quote from the article, On Wednesday, a New Zealand high court judge ruled in favor of health authorities who sought guardianship of a baby boy so his operation could proceed. The decision is expected to have wide-ranging ramifications and has become a focus of protesters for anti-vaxxers of protests, sorry, <clears throat> who held demonstrations outside the courtroom, end quote. So one other quote that honestly sums this whole thing up pretty clearly, and this is not just the New Zealand government that believes this. If you've been paying attention, the U.S. government believes this as well. But another quote from this article says, New Zealand's health authorities and blood service argued that allowing the parents to refuse vaccinated blood would, and I quote, set a dangerous precedent in which parents could demand to pick and choose where their blood came from, end quote. So apparently giving parents control over their, over their children and over their blood is now apparently a dangerous precedent to set. So the state owns the children, and if parents try to exercise their role and authority over their own children as it was given to them by God. How dare you, sir? That is a dangerous precedent. And in America, we have the same thing. The children, the civil government in America believes, belong to the schools, belong to the state. And we have demonstrated that on this show numerous times. Um, so these may seem disconnected. But it is an overreach of the civil government in so many areas. And we're going to be talking a lot more about that on Wednesday. So we are at time. Jake, I uh, know you probably had a whole bunch of other stuff to get through. But uh, thank you so much for all the research and study you put into this. Is there anything you wanted to wrap up with? Nope. Nope. That's, all right. That's it. Sweet. Well, thanks for taking over for me today. I appreciate it. Thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, our show website is trdshow.net. Check it out. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. And uh, remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.